sometimes you just fake it till you make it. Like if you act like you own it and just do whatever the heck you want, I promise you that your partner will be like, yes. Hello, hello. It is time to enter the chat. Today, we have Fatima Diedrichsen here with us. Do you prefer to go by Fatima or Fatty? Fatty. Just because it's easier. And I feel like when people say my full name, I'm like, oh my gosh, did I do something? (laughs) (laughs) Like you're in trouble with your mom? It's such a beautiful name, Fatima. You don't hear that very often. You might know her as Style Fit Fatty on Instagram. Erica, do you follow Style Fit Fatty? Of course. I don't know who doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes. This is my sister. This is my sister, Erica. You might know her as Ricky. She is our original producer of the Mom Force podcast and was one of my co-hosts back in the early days of the pod where we had the sisters on. The sisters, Remember yeah. those deep cut sister eps? Oh, those were, those were riotous. <laughs> those were riotous. A good time. <laughs> well, Fatty, Erica, you guys are the perfect people to join for this conversation about what can sometimes be a sensitive topic? At least it is for Nate. Have you had a chance to listen to my episode with Nate yet? I've gotten about halfway through. <laughs> we were talking about connection and communication and marriage. And at one point I brought up the topic of physical connection and he freaked out. He's like, whoa, whoa, what, what, what kind of podcast is this? Just oh, the word. I, I know. <laughs> it is an important part, maybe even sometimes the most important part that is the glue that keeps us together in our relationships. And Fatty, you are not ashamed or embarrassed to talk about any of that. In fact, I have to tell you, my daughter, Claire, she's my middle daughter. I learned about your account from her. Oh, really? She is a sophomore in college, and she was talking about the type of life she wants one day and the type of relationship. And she's like, I just want what Fatty has. And Fatty and Ben, they are the cutest couple. I love them. I want that one day. And I was like, okay, who is she looking up to? I need to learn more. (laughs) Okay, well, to kick things off, Fatty, can you just give us a quick introduction of yourself? Okay, I was born and raised in Sweden. And I came to America 08 because I got a scholarship to run track. And then I met Ben that next year. But we didn't start dating until... 2010. We got married 2012. And then I ran. So I ran track professionally for a year after I had my first. Mm -hmm. And then I was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is awesome, but I want to like be a mom and, and full time. And, and so Ben um, got accepted to PA school 2013, no, 14. That's when we moved to Arizona. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, let's let's see what I can do. I want to like, I started sharing just exercises that you could do when you were pregnant because fitness has just been always been a passion of mine. And then it just kind of like went from there. Family to me is like number one. I've always been very passionate about my family and my relationship with my husband. I feel like I don't know. I feel like nowadays you hear so many people like complaining about their marriages or their husbands. And I'm always like, I don't know. I love being married. You know, your relationship with Ben just seems so genuine. When you guys laugh, when you like collapse into him laughing, (laughs) it is just the most tender. And watching your trip, when you took your family back to Sweden, I teared up several times when you saw your parents and then when you saw your sisters and friends, like it is, it really comes across genuine, very genuine. Thank you. It was, it was a fun trip. 
We can tell that you love big. That comes through in everything that you do. Tell us about your kids. How many kids do you have and what are their ages? So I have four kids. My oldest actually turns 10 next week, which is feels crazy. Double digits. And then Olivia is going to turn eight this year. Kingston will turn seven. And then Zion is three. So I'm just curious. I'm guessing none of them have social media yet, but when they do, will that change? They are watching your stories and the things that you talk about. Will that change some of the things you talk about? I mean, here's the thing. We are very open in our home and I feel like obviously age appropriate, you know, they don't think it's gross when we kiss. I mean, Ben is always like grabbing my bum or like slapping my, you know, or like we're very touchy feely family. And I feel like, I I don't feel shame about talking about sex because I feel like it's a very normal, natural, beautiful thing between husband and wife, you know, or if you're not, if you don't believe in that, but whatever, I just think it's a beautiful thing. And our kids, I don't know, we've had the sex talk with our two oldest. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like if we make it weird, then it's going to be weird. You know what I mean? Like that they're (laughs) going to feel weird, but it's not weird. (laughs) And what is so crazy to me, okay, guys, if you don't follow Fatty, she talks very openly and plainly about the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. of sex and, and what a healthy sex life can look like. And she has highlight bubbles that goes into details about the take the knee position or what you can do with the grapefruit or why she calls it Rossin after Bob Ross. Oh but one of, one of the most shocking things that you talked about that actually, no, people who follow you talked about was this total misconception about how sex even works. Oh my word. There's a highlight bubble about belly button sex and your kids will not be in danger of no. getting confused Absolutely about not. how like, the logistics of actual I just, feet. did they not ever watch even nature shows growing up right like but my, even my in thing, nature it, i know it's not the belly button i, I like I just animals baffles. know how to do it right like yeah. it's like if they know then we should know i think truly well what baffles me is like how do you get two people two people they're married to each other uh-huh. that think the same thing that that to me is like wow wow how? wow wow yeah is crazy huh Crazy, crazy. Well, we actually got quite a few questions on our Mom Force Facebook page and, and on my Instagram page of people that had questions that not like, actually, where does it go? How, do, how does that work? Yeah. But real serious questions that I, I would love to get your take on. So okay. I'd love to start with this one. This is an anonymous question. She says, ladies, I need ideas. I feel like my marriage is stagnant. Between the busyness of raising a family, working, church responsibilities, etc., I feel like I'm lacking a deep connection with my husband. Most evenings, we end up watching a show and then doing our own thing until bedtime. And even date nights are feeling blah. We have planned a trip for just the two of us later this year, but I can't wait that long. What has helped you reconnect on a deep level with your spouse? And before we get your take on that, do you remember when we had Christine Lawler on the podcast? She's a sleep and sex therapist. Yes, She actually spoke a little bit about this and I want to share what she said. So women need to feel loved and secure and connected before sex feels like a viable, safe option. The problem is that men feel loved and connected through sex because, again, if you think about that evolutionary perspective, flip-flops, like, gosh, if she wants, if she's willing to have sex with me, then she must really love me, right? And so men feel loved and connected through sex. Women need to feel loved and connected before they want to have sex. And so a lot of times I see in my couples counseling that we just get in this 
negative cycle where distance is created, where again, subconsciously we do this thing, you're not meeting my needs, so I don't want to meet your needs. Now, I totally think that that is like such a dangerous place to get to where you are like, oh, I'm not going to give it to you because you're not giving me what I need. But it is true that like we as women, we are different creatures and we have different needs. So how can you have that connection that we crave as women that will then trickle into the The bedroom? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's your take on that? I feel like we have this conversation a lot, actually. Like we talked about libido and like high and low and all those things. For me, from the get-go, I mean, we started having kids, literally, we had Noah a year after we got married. But Ben and I were best friends before we got married. So I feel like we had a pretty solid foundation, I guess. But once you start having kids and you add the hormones imbalance and you add being tired and all of those things, it's like sex might be the last thing that you're thinking of, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. just like another thing or another We've chore or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> for, for me, from the get-go, we, I always was like, I need that time with you without kids. Like, I don't care what we're doing. I don't care if we're like doing laundry together. I just need that intentional time with him. And when he was in school and I would put the kids to bed early. And when I say it was between 6.30 or 7, my kids used to wake up so early. Like I'm talking six, sometimes before six. And that was just, I felt like I was drowning and Ben was in school. I I rarely saw him. So that time, the 30 minutes, the 45, the one hour after kids' bedtime was like, I look forward to that so much. And so we got in the habit of putting the kids to bed early. The kids got in the habit of going to bed early and they would get full sleep, you know? And then we got in the habit of doing like check-ins. I was really adamant about doing check-ins on Sundays just because life happens, right? And it's like, you're busy and you have kids. And so yeah, what does that look like though? A check-in? Is that a formal like sit down? So we would we would usually be in bed and we would just sit and talk. The check-ins was like we had four questions, well five questions. The fifth question was always like something random, but the four questions were the same. So it was like what is something that I did this week that made you smile or what is something that I can that I can do better? What is something that you are looking forward to this week? And and then I can't remember what the fourth question was. And then the fifth question was something random. And those questions that always turned into like deep conversations because it was it was like, I want you to tell me what is something that you would like for me to do better? Like, how can I help you or, you know, whatever it may be. And they always led to super deep conversation, which always felt we just felt super connected, you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like I'm saying this to make you mad or whatever. It was like no feelings like we're not getting mad at each other. We are really just trying to connect, you know, and like talk and be honest with each other. And I loved, loved those, especially when we had little kids and, you know, you get kind of sucked into motherhood. Those were super, super good for us. And then the fifth question was always like, you know, how many times are we going to have sex this week? Or like, I don't know, something (laughs) random, you know, (laughs) yes. Or like, 
I don't know, something or, random. Or how are we going to have sex? Like, what yeah. time? Because logistically. With, with, with kids, whether they're young or old, like, the actual logistics around having that time to physically connect, that can be really tricky. Actually, we got a couple of questions at the office. I told the, the ladies at the office that I was interviewing you, and we got quite a few questions from some of the ladies <laughs> at the office. Becky says, how do you set aside time for your partner when your kids are young and demand so much time and attention? And then we got this question anonymously from Facebook. She says, my spouse and I want to have sex more often, but we have older kids. Two are even young adults, and we live in a smaller house. I feel like it's not possible to have privacy when the kids are home, and the kids often stay up later than we do. So what do you do to still make it happen? It was so easy when they were little with early bedtimes and non-eavesdropping ears, and I challenge that. It is not that much easier when they're little because you're so physically exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. But talk to, talk to us about logistics. How do you make that work? The kids go to bed around 7, 7.30. They are like in their room by 7.30 for so sure, <laughs> you know, and and they're so used to it. And so then from 7.30 or 8 till 10, 11, whatever time you go to bed, we have that alone time every night, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like if you're a night person, that's perfect. If you're a morning person, that works too, you know, but I feel like that has helped us a ton. But I sometimes like to be woken up with a little, you know. Yeah, I, I remember those days. So, well, and sometimes you got to get creative with timing, but sometimes you, you, you can do. get creative with places. And actually, Erica asked, she posted a question on our Mom Force Facebook group. Um, what was the question you posted? I asked them, what is the weirdest, strangest place you've done the deed? And uh, we got some really creative answers. If you need to get creative about logistics, here are some of the answers we got, Fatty. Okay. Airplane bathroom. That was mine. What? Are you serious? <gasps> Risky. Oh. Okay. Well, I was going to say disgusting, but okay. Um, it, full disclosure, it was on our honeymoon, coming back from our honeymoon. Oh, okay. It's never happened again. Like once you're in the mile hut, you are in it for life. I don't believe you have to renew anything. It'll probably yeah. never happen again. Okay. I was young, limber. That, All that right. Was- so airplane bathroom. You got to be young and liver. And yeah. Um, here's some other answers. On our farm in my husband's work truck. That could be um, hot. Out in the woods. A gas station off Interstate 15 in Montana. Again, newlyweds. She did make the note. Sure. Newlyweds. Yeah. You'll yeah. do anything as a newlywed. While driving, the vehicle was actually moving down back roads. Oh. In a moving van while driving across the country. Mm-hmm. The closet of the room we were staying in at my in-laws house while everyone was getting ready for church. Oh, in a, wow. In a hotel room <laughs> with my parents and sisters who were sleeping and another <laughs> hotel room with my sister-in-law sleeping in the other queen bed. Listen, okay. there's something about like when you think you're going to get caught that uh-huh. makes it more thrilling. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. And Nate does not. He does not embrace that Nate same theory. No, never. no, no, no. He wants complete and utter security and safety. <laughs> in fact, we've got older kids too. And he he cannot completely relax unless... Everyone is either out of the house or confirmed asleep. So do we you feel like it's that. hard then when you have yes. older kids? Yeah. Yes. That's why we go on a lot of trips. Oh, I don't. Yeah. We And you know, we're business partners, so we go on business trips together. We'll take little overnighters. and nice. We just lock the door. Just, I know. You're, I mean, the kids will come. You'll hear the door and clearly they know. you are a different breed if you're doing <laughs> it. Um, Fatty, do you want to share what is the um, most creative place? I don't know if it was cre- really creative, but we, when we or were camping, 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 oh, yeah. okay. 
Can I make a confession? So Nate and I did a lot of camping when we were, my daughter's in the room, close your ears. We did a lot of camping when we were newlyweds too. And I was excited about, you know, the possibility, but guess what? You can't, we couldn't do it because of bears. Bears are attracted to that scent, apparently. And he was so afraid of anything getting released. Nate has real restraint when needed. I know. But guys, when he feels safe, he can really let it go. So it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, It's so funny that Sadie lives by an Air Force base and there are jets flying all over. And for some reason, it feels very appropriate for this conversation. The roaring of the jets. Yeah, very... Top Gun, shirtless. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm okay. Okay, let's talk about frequency because that's another issue. And you you mentioned that was one of the questions that sometimes came up in your connecting connection time. Again, anonymously on Facebook, we have this question. Ladies, I need to hear from you about what is considered a healthy sex life in marriage. I feel like my husband is often disappointed by my two or three times a week approach. Heaven forbid we go an entire week without sex. Kristen Lawler, again, our Mm -hmm. sex therapist that was on the podcast, this is what she said. Frequency is a tricky one because everybody's frequency is going to be a little different. But the science tells us that husbands and wives who are both sexually satisfied that have been married for longer than two years, on average, have sex one to three times a week. Now, that's a pretty big range because three times a week is almost every other day and once a week is once a week. Um, So I generally tell my couples, aim for once a week, anything less than once every two weeks, and you run the risk of just starting to feel disconnected. And so aim for once a week, aim to at a minimum, aim for once every two weeks. What are your thoughts? Well, I love that she said that because every couple is different, right? And so I feel like a lot of people get so like worried or like, oh, we're not having sex as much as this person. It's like, well, you're not them. You know what I mean? So like your relationship is not their relationship. So I always tell people like, don't compare yours. If you feel satisfied and your husband or your partner is satisfied, then I think that's all that matters. I, I don't think, I also think like when you start counting or you start like, focusing so much on like, oh, I got to have sex this many times, then it doesn't, it's not fun. Like it takes the fun out of it or like the connection out of it and you, it turns into a chore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I just feel like don't, don't stress so much about how many times if you are satisfied and you're happy and you feel connected with your spouse. The old saying, quality over quantity. I do think it's interesting that Christine pointed out that a minimum once every two weeks, because I do feel that if it is more than two weeks, for whatever reason, I do start to feel a disconnect. And I think, you know, especially if you have different, like, desire levels, like there's low and high, like you can find yourself in a place where someone is really feeling like, I need it more than you're even thinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you... What do you do then? Yeah. I also think, so I've had a lot of people say, the more you do it, the more you want it. I've heard that. And then also, I feel like if you're having good, like, connecting sex, you're going to want it more. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's interesting since I've been having these conversations a lot and learning about other people's sex lives and like what they're going through or whatever, how many people that are unsatisfied and they're not yeah. liking it. So that's why they're not, they don't want it, right? Like right. if you don't like something, you're not going to want to do it. And then some people feel not forced, but like, okay, I got to do it. But it's not out of like, oh man, I want to jump I you know. right now. It's Fatty. more like, mm. 
before I got married, I had someone tell me, you're not going to want to do it, but do it anyway. And Mm. I was, I mean, I went into marriage a virgin. Like I had never done it, but I had thought a lot about it and I knew it was good. I thought it was going to be really great. (laughs) And then I I had high expectations (laughs) and I was like, what? And so I kind of went into it a little bit like, okay, I don't know what this is going to be like, but I, you know, my experience has been very, very, very different. And I really feel bad for anybody who carries that around. And I think it is just a complete disconnection. Like you are clearly so comfortable in talking about like every aspect of your relationship. I think if in in a relationship, if you are feeling dissatisfied, it comes down to communication. Oh yeah. 100%. Like I am sure those girls whose husbands were trying to have intercourse with them through their belly button felt like this This isn't what I thought it was going to be, but they probably didn't yeah, know how to talk about it, there's right? There's no way that even felt good. You know what I mean? There's no, no, no way. way I mean, no. There was one lady that said it was inflamed. Inflamed. I mean, how much are you pounding on your belly button? Oh, <laughs> what is happening here? So sad. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. So again, it goes if, all, it goes back to connection. If I could be an emoji, I would be the head exploding. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I agree with communication. I agree. And I think too, like communication and maturity, like if you, if you look back on when you got married, you know, I think even me, like I didn't, we didn't know what we're doing. We didn't know anything. And so you're just kind of like, okay, seeing what, what's like, what works and what's not working. And it takes a while, at least for me, it took a while to like communicate like, oh, I don't know if I like that or like, oh, I really Mm -hmm. like that or whatever, you know? And so I feel like it takes communication and also maturity because, yeah. you know, I've, you know, I've, you can hear or I've had people say, I don't want to hurt their feelings or, you know, they, they take it personally. And it's like, no, you're almost taught like, especially in the LDS culture or even any faith-based culture, I think that like, it's to, well, you have sex to have babies or you have sex because it's for the man. And it's like, we have to rewire that thought mm-hmm. process and like change how we're thinking and viewing sex because it's not just for the man or it's not just to make a baby. You know what I mean? And so like, right. it's, it's awesome. It's beautiful. And it should feel good for both of you and not just for one person, you know? Yeah. And if it's not feeling good for you, like you're not going to hurt your partner's feelings by giving him some coaching because he wants it to be, <laughs> the yeah. only thing he wants is for it to be good for you so that you'll want more of it. So yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, it's a win-win. I think it also comes self-esteem. Like the more yeah. comfortable you feel in your own body oh. and in your own skin, 100%. then the easier it is to explore options. Yeah, and oh, you know, Fatty, you have such a dynamic, free, beautiful, authentic personality that comes through on social media, and so you can only imagine that that helps your, you know, your intimate life. Um, but not everybody feels so self-confident and self-assured. In fact, we got this question from Kylie. She says, how do you become more self-assured? Like deep down, self-confidence, feeling like you're enough with knowing that you're not perfect, but still amazing, even with your flaws and imperfections. What advice would you have for Kylie? Oh, I feel like taking time to just like loving yourself or just taking time to doing things that you love or doing things for you. I always say, do something for you today. And that could literally be anything. Go out, be in your thoughts for five minutes or 
stand in front of the mirror and just look at yourself naked. Like start there because I feel like people don't do that. Like when I get ready, I'm butt naked all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it also helps when Ben loves to see that, you know what I mean? Like he boosts me, which helps boost my confidence. But I think like deep down is knowing myself and like sitting in my own body and like thinking like all the amazing things I've been able to do, but also just taking care of myself. I love working out and that's something that makes me happy. It makes me feel good. And all of that makes, I don't know, just boost my confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when you, for so long, women probably still suffer from the, I've got to give, 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 give. Yeah. The saying like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like if you take care of yourself then yeah. you're more present and more available to help other people, but then you have to you have to be okay. Yeah. You yeah. have to be okay. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. lots of times, like, how we look gets in the way of how we feel. And when it comes to having to take all of your clothes off, like, that can be a blocker <laughs> for a lot of women because they don't look yeah. the way they think they should look or that their husband's going to want them to look. But Turn the lights off. You'll be I fine. I mean, seriously, that is... <laughs> turn the lights off. <laughs> I'm really lucky. My husband has loved me and through all of the metamorphoses of my body, through bearing seven children. And I that is important to me that I he's so generous with his, you know, compliments of my body. Yeah. But, like, this is the body he has. Like, we're together forever. Like, and... Yeah. I'm going to show up in all of my imperfections because he's also getting older too. Like, <laughs> But I think in thinking about taking care of yourself, if you think about your, you know, your intimate life as something for you, like that's just, it's just a mind shift change is that just you go into it showing up totally different. You're yeah. willing to speak up about what you want or what you need. And it just can be such a beautiful, connecting, important part of your life. Yeah, and also like in the bedroom, I feel like a lot of women are like, "Oh, I, I, I don't know how to do this," or "I don't, I feel uncomfortable doing this," or "I feel comfortable with the lights on," or whatever. Sometimes you just fake it till you make it. Like if you act like you own it and just do whatever the mm-hmm. heck you want, I promise you <laughs> that your partner will be like, "Yes," if you just go in owning it. That's one of my hacks for when I don't feel in the mood. It takes me a little bit longer to like be like, oh yeah, uh, I want to do this, you know? But if I yeah. fake it, because I I mean, fake it to my till I make it, that has been a mantra that I've used my whole entire life. It has worked for me and it works in the bedroom because I can start faking that like, oh yeah, let's do this. Oh yeah, I'm into it. And then before I know it, before oh, you know I'm it, really the next morning you're looking at him and I'm like, please erase that from your memory. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well. Fatty, thank you so much for all of your perspective and for being uh, such a pure light and an, and a, I was going to say like a genuine, it's the word I'm going to say again. Like, I feel like so many times people don't come off genuine, but your relationship with your children, with Ben, with your family, it just, it really does yeah. come across genuine and it's, it's, it's a, it's a bright light on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I am actually you. happy that my daughters are following you and, and learning from you. Oh, thank you. As we wrap things up, I've got one yes. more, one more question. Okay. Again, this came from our community and it says, it's from Leanne. She says, my kids are getting old enough now that we can't talk freely about plans to get intimate. 
What phrases or words do you and your partner use to drop hints and plan ahead for sexy time? Okay, and before you give your answer, I'm going to read a few that came through on Facebook because this is hilarious. Okay, uh, just text about it. Okay, unless your kids are connected to your iCloud and get on your computer and look at your texts sometimes. You can text or use hand gestures. I don't even want to know what the hand gesture would be. Um, make a special face. This person says they talk about chess. Hey, honey, want to play chess tonight? My king needs to pay you back for beating him last time or whatever. Oh, my gosh. So you get creative with that one. Okay, someone says we call it Shezwan. Because, um, and how I met your mother once they made a joke about sex and egg rolls and Chinese food and always stuck with us. I don't know what's weird, but for sure we get it. So, Shezhuan. (laughs) Someone says, I remember my friend said that they would say, "Um, we need to go over the bills later. So you could play (sighs) office and accountant or whatever. Well, we never get graphic or anything, but we don't really hide it either. I like to just say, hey, you want to hang out later? Okay. Someone says, we clean the bathroom or change the sheets. Basically, we reference chores that our kids would absolutely want nothing to do with, and we make time for ourselves that way. Someone says, I have the unpopular opinion here, but while we're not graphic or explicit or direct, we're pretty open with how we talk. We say phrases such as, you guys need to go to bed so mom and dad can love on each other a bit. Now, this could just mean sitting on the couch, snuggling, or being intimate in bed, but it's important for kids to know that sex is a normal and healthy part of their parents' relationship. It makes it easier for us to bring it up casually in day-to-day conversation and helps the kids be more comfortable talking with us about it too. And that is the example that you're setting in your family. I think we all, I, I know we could be better in our family and just, Nate just gets a little sheepish even when I start kissing him in front of the kids. I don't know why, <laughs> but it is important to show that this is a healthy, normal part of of life together. But do you and Ben have any like code words or secret hand gestures? No, really. We like we would probably text each other if like the kids are around. But also I love the like the 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 flirting throughout the day, the mm-hmm. the grabs here and there throughout the day. And cause that just like sets you up for a good mood. You know what I mean? Like you just yes. kind of you just kind of tease all day long. And uh, that's another thing I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't know what to say. It's like, don't make it so complicated. It doesn't have to be no. this like long paragraph. You know what I mean? Like, like just, I don't know, normalize to be silly with your partner. And and if something is awkward, just like laugh at it. Like, you know, yes. like laugh together. You don't have to be this serious and like, oh, no, I'm embarrassed. Like, don't be embarrassed. It's your partner, you know? Yeah. So... Such I don't great advice. feel like we have a sign, but we like to text. I just tease and texting and mm-hmm. or, we'll, or we'll like give a, a little look if the kids are watching a show or something and just run upstairs like little kids. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Oh, you're so awesome. Awesome. Any last questions for Fatty before we close, Ricky? Oh, gosh. Anything particular? How, what, what the, do you know about the grapefruit? Yes. Let's not, I, let, let's not get into that, actually. <laughs> Go to her stories. Check out her highlights. It's, it's just the, talk the about creativity. Stickiness. I know. I have a okay. lot of questions, too. But maybe, I mean, my kids do listen to this podcast, so let's make it. Let's make it. <laughs> um, Fatty, okay. thank you so much for being part of the Mom Force. Where can people find you? Thank you for having me. Um, I am on Instagram on StyleFitFatty. Mm-hmm. And I also have a TikTok, but I don't really understand TikTok, so... <laughs> oh, tell us about your merch. You have some merch. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. sweatshirts are amazing. Oh, you're so amazing. nice. It's been so fun, actually, because I feel like 
it takes a long time and a lot of work to build a community. And that has been my biggest goal to just like build a community. I want people to feel comfortable and seen and feel less alone. I think there's so many people that do feel alone. And Mm -hmm. I love being able to have these conversations for people to realize like, oh, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this or, oh, like, I never thought of that. Like, let's try that. You know, um, I, I just feel like my relationship or your relationship with your spouse is number one, obviously with God, but then your spouse, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your, your kids are going to find someone else or move out or whatever, and you're going to be stuck with your spouse. And if you don't build that relationship and that foundation now, like that's going to be even harder later. And Every relationship ebbs and flows, you know, and is it ebbs or ebbs? One of the two. Ebbs. Anyway, like ebbs, and, ebbs and flows. I, I, I bought in on Potato, the potato, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So every relationship is up and down and no one has a perfect marriage or a perfect relationship. And I think, you know, if you are able to communicate and prioritize your relationship with your spouse and be intentional with them, you know, Ben and I have... I have said this like the last couple of weeks to so many people because people are like, you guys have never traveled together, just like you and him. We've never been on a trip, just him and I. And really? people are always just like, how? How are you guys so happy? You know, whatever. And it's like, because we prioritize that time and night. And it's like, that is non-negotiable. Our kids go to bed early and we get a solid three, at least three to four hours, just him and I. And that is everything, you know, and we also do couples journaling and we'll do it like we usually, we used to do it every Sunday, but now we've kind of, we'll do like every other or whatever. And that's just a way to reconnect. And I feel like people see it as like, oh, well, nothing is wrong. It's like, it there doesn't have to be anything wrong mm-hmm. for you to reconnect with your spouse, you know? And yeah. anyways, so. Couples journaling. Nate actually brought that up in our podcast too. Because really? he used to write me the most beautiful letters when, you know, two years of our relationship, he was on a mission and that was before you could do FaceTiming and phone calls. So we have these beautiful mm-hmm. letters where he'd pour out his heart and I miss that. And so we're going to be married 29 years this year. Wow. Wow. I know. Good for you. That's but you know awesome. what? We, everyone could use a reminder that it's important to invest in, in all aspects of your relationship. And the community you've built is really impressive. The DMs that you share on in your stories is just a testament to how comfortable and connected people feel with you. That, yeah. that they have a safe space to ask the hard questions or share yeah. a victory of like, you know, some exciting new development. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, took a knee. <laughs> Again, check out the highlight bubble. Thank you so much, Fatty, for being here. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here as part of the mom force. We've got some fun things coming up here on the podcast that you are not going to want to miss. So be sure to subscribe. And if you want to leave us a review, I'd be so grateful. And if you want to be part of the conversation all about things, mom life, come join me over on our mom force Facebook group and follow me at Vanessa Quigley over on Instagram. And we even have a mom force TikTok. And as always, check out the show notes for a special Chapbooks discount code. And until next time, 